This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With the 15th pick in the 2013 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo. The Bucks keep it alive here for Giannis. Giannis, Giannis. Welcome to the fans' exclusive coverage of the Pro Hoops Draft. Live from the Q Club of Wisconsin and Waukesha. Now, live from the Radio.com Sports mobile studios, here are your hosts, Ryan Horvat and Bill Baby Tausch-Schmid. Not the Wendy's Big Show. We are out here live at the Q Club of Wisconsin. 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby. Tausch, flanked by Ryan Horvat, producer of Chuck and Winkler. Fine program, 6 to 10 here on The Fan. Horvy, back again year two. You and I here at the Q Club for the NBA draft. Can't wait, dude. But it's a little bit weird now because the, the Bucks won't pick, but I still have, like, this weird energy where I'm so juiced for the draft because – I, I just like the draft. I like the annual selection meeting. It's reality television at its best, I think, in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm jacked. I mean, this is the draft we've been waiting for a couple of years now because we get Zion Williamson mm-hmm. finally coming over to the NBA. A lot of people saying it's just a three-player draft, uh, Zion Williamson, John ja Morant, and then R.J. Barrett. But I see a lot of value in a lot of other prospects. I'm a big fan of Kobe White. Heard yep. you talking about him. Oh, yeah, like big a- time. Who doesn't love a 6'5 point guard? And uh, a fro like that. I mean, come on. The dude is an energetic player. There, right. There's a lot of dudes here, and I think this is the one common mistake when you're looking at draft prospects, right, Horvath? Like, so many of these dudes are so young. A lot mm-hmm. of these guys are freshmen in college, sophomores in college. DeAndre Hunter is expected to be, like, the most prolific college player in this draft, and he was a sophomore. Right. Like So, like, you're, you're looking at guys that are still in their 20, 21s, and – Dudes that are going to come over from overseas as well, like Sekou Demboye is going to come over, and he's not a finished product. Like He could be an Al Farouk Aminu where it takes him four years to really develop into the player that he's going to be, but there are players at the top of this draft who we believe are going to step in and be major impacts right away. Yeah, really a lot of young dudes. I mean, look at Zion. He's 18 years old. Yep. We don't even know what his body's going to look like in three to four years. He's already a genetic freak. You know, Morant, same thing. Uh, I think he needs to add a little bit of muscle. That's the only thing I would say that scares me about him because his court vision is ridiculous. Remember the game against Marquette? Seven as a junior in high school. Wasn't even on the top 100 board, heading into ESPN or ESPN's top 100 prospect list. Nobody knew who he was. Guy who was number one on that list as a point guard was Darius Garland. Only played five games at Vanderbilt and Torres Meniscus. So he's going to be a top pick. Uh, I like Kobe White a little bit better than him. The thing that scares Mm -hmm. me about Garland a little bit is in the five games that he did play at Vandy, more turnovers than assists. So I want to see him take care of the basketball. But, yeah, a lot of people say in three-player draft, I do see some value. DeAndre Hunter you mentioned, uh, Jared Culver, Cam Reddish, guy that scares me a little bit because I'm always afraid of a shooter that can't really shoot and uh, doesn't play. Did you see see what 
Cam Reddish tried to say was was the issue at, at Duke, though. He, he was on ESPN's first take, mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday or two days ago, as they're getting ready for the draft, and Cam Reddish just goes out and he's like, dude, I, I don't know, I was a freshman in college, and uh, I kind of fell into a rut. I wasn't really eating right. I was, I was going to the dining hall at like 11 p.m. and just grabbing a burger and chicken tenders, and I wasn't taking care of my body so well. Like, that's the kind of thing that you can be dealing with with some of these prospects that aren't those finished products at 16, 17 years old, like a Zion Williamson, where you look at this dude, a genetic freak right now, right. who you know is taking care of his body like that. Right, and that's the thing. Like Everybody's like, John Morant's way too skinny, and I worry about him finishing at the rim. I'm like, well, he was going to Murray State, probably you know, eating in the rec room at Burger King mm-hmm. and in a sub palace three to four times a week. You know, we get these guys on a meal plan, <laughs> and you could put 10 to 15 pounds of muscle on them. Yep. Uh, already some breaking news uh, a couple minutes ago, well, about 20 minutes ago now, is the Hawks trade up for pick number four. So yep. they get pick number four from the Pelicans for 8, 17, and 35. The Pelicans, I really like what they're doing. I mean, you had to lose Anthony Davis. That sucks. You're losing a franchise player who's only 26 years old. Last year we were calling him the best player in the league. But I think right now you have the best, arguably the best defensive backcourt if you're going to stay intact with Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball. I mean, I think they're going to complement each other well. You bring in Zion. Um, you think they're going to keep ball? Because I, I feel like here, so picks are going to start coming down here at 630 is when we're really going to start getting this thing going, and Zion Williamson will be our number one overall pick. I'm still not totally sold on the fact that the New Orleans Pelicans are done moving within the top ten. Yeah, nothing's really going to surprise me. And that, So this is the crazy thing is there's so much uncertainty in this draft, and I know we say this every year, but there's so much that – I saw a report that, like, picks four pretty much through 15 could be moved, you know, and then 22 through, like, 29, something like that. And it was so much up in the air that agents have been struggling to tell their clients where they're going to be selected. Like, even give them a range, you know, like, even say, like, four through eight. Like, you know, usually you're able to do Mm -hmm. every year, hey, you're probably going to be a lottery pick. Take Bull Bull, for instance, right? Manu Bullson, seven foot two, uh, dealt with a lot of injuries in his only year in college. They're telling him he could be anywhere from a lottery pick in the top ten to not even being drafted tonight to being in the second round. I mean, that's how crazy this draft is. So they we move don't really know what's going to happen. They move around so much as the Pro Hoops draft about to kick off here in about 20 minutes from right now out in Brooklyn. We are here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Bill Schmidt and Ryan Horvat will have your coverage all night long leading up until the Baby Shade and Blind postgame show takes over for us with Tim Allen after the Brewers take on the Cincinnati Reds, start up a four-game set at Miller Park. And we talked about the, the move for Atlanta. They go up to four, and they trade the 8th, 17th, and 35th pick for Solomon Hill, the 57th overall pick, and the fourth pick in tonight's draft. So Atlanta is, is looking to try to add what they did last year, that they get – Trey Young mm-hmm. and another move where they go up in within the top five to, to draft a dude that they believe is going to be a franchise cornerstone. Now you go and get DeAndre Hunter, all intents and purposes, small forward, power forward, wherever you want to see his six seven body go, catch and shoot guy, three and D type player in the NBA, and, and we know how versatile those dudes are. But you're also still seeing teams like the Minnesota Timberwolves make their move to try to get back up and get their point guard of the future at six as they trade 11 and now also Dario Saric, the former 76er. Yeah, I saw they were trying to get up to number four or number five. They finally get up to number six, but that's the thing, and I feel like it's because of Kobe White. 
Every, it's, it, everybody was talking about you know Darius Garland because John Morant's going to be off the board. I mean, he's going to be the second pick. It's a foregone conclusion. Memphis traded Mike, Mike Conley, Conley for the for reason, reason. Yeah. and we could get into that too because I love what Utah's doing. In fact, I think they should be a favorite to maybe win the NBA Finals. And I know that sounds crazy, but I just oh love, wow, yeah, I don't, I, love, I don't really like it. I love that with Rudy Gobert in a pick and roll offense, and then you match him up with Donovan Mitchell. If they surround him with shooters, I really do. Is like Mike that Conley roster. really a, a, a star to go with Donovan Mitchell? Because you got to so. look that you need a star to go with. Donovan Mitchell. I think so because what I like about Conley is you could play him off the ball a little bit as well, which people don't realize, and he's a good shooter. So when you want to run ISO or you want to play with Mitchell with the ball in his hands, you could do that. Both are ball dominant, but I think they'll complement each other well. we got some new backcourts in the NBA that I'm excited about. If Lonzo Ball and Drew Holiday, like I said, do stay together, imagine a better defensive backcourt. Remember what Drew Holiday did in the playoffs against Damian Lillard last year? I mean, I'm just saying I think that they'd work well together. And the only thing that scares me a little bit, I guess, for the Pelicans is you, you'll have Zion, you'll have that yep. backcourt. Where does Brandon Ingram fit in with Zion Williamson? Like, I think he needed a fresh start. I think he's obviously going to be a good player, but I just don't see him and Zion playing well together. But you never know. Um, I, just, I think I they need a big on ball defender. I yeah. really think they need a big to stretch the floor away from Zion. Somebody that can sit down on the block and let Zion kind of move around the entire offensive zone to, to, to be able to really utilize his skill set. I'm just so excited to see how they use Zion, to tell you the truth, because we've never really seen a player like Zion. Like, their player comps are Charles Barkley. He has, like, the Zach, I don't even know. There's always a but when you say a uh, uh, player comp to Zion, right? Like the Charles Barkley, but he's a little bit more athletic than Charles Barkley. Way more, yeah. I mean, he, he could jump out of the gym. He's got the jump, jumping ability of, of a Sean Kemp. Mm-hmm. But doesn't really have that body. More of like a LeBron body. Yeah. It, there, it's it's weird because we haven't seen this, but what we what we have seen are super athletic players build themselves into being incredible basketball players. Right, and that's why I think we'll start to see teams move up and we'll also see teams move back. But it's going to get confusing because you're going to say, well, why this? Why is this team you know reaching for another wing? Or why are they taking a point guard here? But the NBA, especially this season, everything's going to be up in the air. A lot of players are going to get moved. And you're going to be looking for best available. Uh, like I said about Utah, the thing that I would try to avoid in this draft would be trading picks in the 2021-2022 draft. I would try to keep those picks no matter where they're at, especially in the first round, because that has potential to end up being the draft where it's going to be a two-way draft because Silver says he hopes to be done with the one-and-done thing. So we could have high school players in that draft. We could have mm-hmm. the best college players who have been sitting in the system for a year or two. Yep. And then the Europeans all coming over. So that draft could be – you could get value even in the late rounds. Or, I mean, late in the first round and then early in the second round. So I would try to avoid trading those picks. But other than that, like anything could be up in the air tonight. I got two guys that I really want to talk about here that I believe are going to go in the, top, in the first round tonight, but I'm not exactly sure what they're – likelihood and what their position in the NBA is. So I want to get into those before we start picking here. It's the Pro Hoops Draft Show live from the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha, broadcasting from the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin. Ryan Horvath and Bill Schmidt here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're listening to the Pro Hoops Draft Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. From the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, Ryan Horvat as well. Pro Hoops Draft Time in Brooklyn here out in Waukesha. We got 50-cent wings. What's better than that? <laughs> I'll tell you. $2 draft beers. 
That's what's better than that. You can get both of those until 10 o'clock tonight out here. Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Ryan, I wanted to talk about a couple of different players here right away. Rui Hachimura is a, is an interesting prospect for me. Originally from Japan, still kind of learning the basketball game in, in America. But what I noticed about a couple of these guys, and also Seku Domboya is the same way. From everything that I've read about these two guys, is they're following the method of what teams are looking for because of what Giannis has set forth with. Guys that might be from a different country learning the game, but you're looking for that uber-competitive mindset, like that freakish want-to that people have pinned to Giannis as to why he became the player that he is now, and those guys are getting that comp. I think that's cool when you're looking at players, not necessarily style-wise, because we don't know anybody that's going to be able to do the things that Giannis does, but to see that they're comparing mindsets to that because he has been so great. Right, and I like seeing that as well. You get the guys with the physical tools, you know, and you bring up a Hachimura, and he's got the thick frame, long arms. The dude's six foot nine. What I like about him is his wingspan's like seven foot three. I mean, it's cliche, but you really can't coach size. So if you get a big dude, I mean, and as you said, I mean, a lot of these guys now are only playing basketball for like two to three years. Then they go to college and put up numbers like he did, 19 points, six boards, and assists. And he did it while shooting 60% from the floor. So that means he could get buckets, and he does it in an efficient way. And I agree. I mean, you can't coach that thing up, but you could you could polish his skills a little bit. I mean, look at Giannis is a great example, and he wasn't built the way he was a he was a string bean. And then you put right. 45, 50 pounds of muscle. Like you could work on these guys' body, you could work on their skill set. It makes me a little bit jealous that I wasn't born like six eight, six foot nine, because you hear these stories about these guys from Japan or from Turkey, and then they come over and they've only they just picked up a basketball, <laughs> and it's like. Dude, no, that's not how basketball works. Like, you have to play the game and, and work on ball handling and your yeah. shot. You know, you have to get stronger. It should take, like, 10 to 11 years to become a complete player. And guys work on their game, I know, every offseason. But then you see these guys, and they're just freak athletes. And they're just big dudes, and they pick up the ball, and next thing you know, they're putting up 20 for Gonzaga. And it's just – it makes me a little bit jealous, but I think we're going to see it a little bit more because everybody – it's kind of like positionless basketball. I mean, right. obviously, yep. you still have positions. You, mm-hmm. know, you, you still have your wings. You have your bigs. You have your guards. But you can kind of fit guys in different spots. So I think we'll see that a little bit more and more. I like him a lot, though. Well, and guys li- guys need to line up in certain spots. You're right. But when you're looking at players that are 3 and D dudes that can right. line up and guard multiple positions, that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for dudes that you know are going to be athletic enough to guard multiple positions because you really have to in today's NBA how much you're going to shift and switch. But you also have to know that you're going to be able to score the basketball, which when you talk about learning the game, that's why so many guys that, you know, are American and and have grown up in Chicago and Harlem or in Southside, you know, Oceanside, California, L.A. You're looking at different dudes that have played basketball since they were six, seven years old and and, and playing against dudes at their competition level, and you're seeing guys that are coming over like uh, like Seiko who are playing as 16, yes, professionally, but playing against 27-year-olds. Right, and that's what's cool to see because basketball, I mean, it's always been pretty big, I guess, everywhere. You know, remember when the European players started to finally come over, but you would draft the Euros, and... And they wouldn't come over right away. Like, you could stockpile those guys, the Tony Kukoches, the Dino Rajas. So I like to see basketball getting bigger. I'll tell you, if I'm recruiting right now, the pipeline, 
where I would be scouting the most would be Canada. Because look at all the prospects that are coming out of Canada. You know, you got the Jamal. At first it was kind of the Andrew Wiggins, who I know he didn't really pan mm -hmm. out, but was a huge prospect. Look at Jamal Murray. And now look at R.J. Barrett, going to be the third pick of the draft, going to New York. and Nikhil Alexander-Walker as well. That's where it's at right now. I'd be recruiting in Canada. And uh, that's all I like to see, though. Hoops everywhere, man. It's growing bigger and bigger. Okay. Now let's get down to brass taxes here. I, I understand Zion Williamson could be a, a generational player. I understand he's a generational athlete. R.J. Barrett can stroke the ball from just about anywhere. John Morant might have some of the best you know, court vision we've seen as a point guard and coming out of the draft in how many different years. Let's talk about something important here, Ryan. Let's talk about Wisconsin's own Tyler Hero. Yeah. And Whitnell Falcon alum, the most famous Whitnell Falcon alum here to, to happen in about an hour and a half from right now. Uh, where I've been seeing him go is within that 14, 12, 14, 16 range. Do you think Tyler Hero sneaks in to the draft lottery tonight? I don't know about the lottery. Because Boston seems to really, really like him there at 14. Yeah, and I'd really like that fit. I like him. I mean, he's got the NBA range. He can knock down shots. He's a pretty solid defender, and he's a shot maker is what I like about him. So he'll be able to create his own shot. I think Boston would be a good fit, especially with Brad Stevens. Uh, I think that would probably be the perfect fit. But I, I see him, yeah, I see him anywhere from like 14 to possibly like 24, 25, just because we really don't know what teams are going to be looking for here. What do you think Boston's going to do this offseason? You know, they're pretty much rebuilding. Like, the more that you think about it. They I, have three first-round picks. How are you not? I know, and I would never feel bad for Boston. I'll never feel bad for Boston. I mean, they win a championship in a major sport every single year. Yeah, that year. one little kid. <laughs> I, I, almost, kid. I almost just swore. I Mitch, you're going to have to watch the dump button all night long. I brought that kid up the other day. Nobody knew who I was talking about. He has a sign. He's yeah, like that he puts up a sign. 19 parades, yeah. and I'm only 13 years old. Yeah, I can't stand that kid either. It is, I'd give him a swirl if I went to college. You are him. able to... Uh, to hate kids, too, because he's, he's in the age range. There he where, is. You know, Look at my man Tyler he's Hero like 13, looking all swaggy 14. in that design suit. You know what Tyler Hero also is doing? He's got the blue shoes. Those are for Whitnell High School. I'll tell you that right now. No tie look. I like the no tie look that some of these guys are going with. It's the NBA draft. I'm, I'm supposed to be enjoying myself. I don't want to have a tie when I'm supposed to be enjoying myself. I've been doing the same thing. I always go no tie. Always no time. The thing about the, but you it's brought, a flex, though. You brought up the Celtics, and so you lose out on Kyrie, right? He's gone, and his teammates. Apparently just ghosting him. His teammates are jacked about it, too. Jalen Brown already had the Instagram <laughs> post about riding with bad company. He'd rather ride solo. So now you have to start all over because all the reports are pretty much the falling out happened because Brad Stevens was so dedicated to Gordon Hayward because they have the history, obviously, coached him in college. But so he was drawing up plays for him, sticking for you know with him for too long, even after the injury. Mm -hmm. And guys were like, "Oh, he shouldn't be on the floor right now. There's no spot for him in this offense." And that I mean, those are just rumors. So you lose Kyrie, you did not want to trade um, Jason Tatum, which I kind of found to be. I don't know if I'm buying See, I all those it. reports. I really, I really, really liked but it. That was the dude I didn't. Picks. That's the dude that I didn't want to lose. You've been stocking those first-round picks, though, and Danny Ainge has done a great job. I see people are coming at Danny Ainge. It's like, what what more could he have done to put together a championship team? But they were going to go all in for Anthony Davis. They stockpiled those picks. They weren't able to do it because the Pelicans wanted Jason Tatum. They didn't want to part ways with Tatum. So now you're pretty much rebuilding around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So I think, like, Tyler Hero, yeah, would be a nice fit for him. Al Horford's going to walk, obviously. 
Uh, he's going to want to play for a contender. He kind of sees what's going on there. I think that this. I is, still think they're a contender, though. I actually think that this is better for him because if you look at the playoffs two years ago when Kyrie went down and Hayward was down, when is Brad Stevens at his best? When he could teach the game of basketball. Yep. You know, he's not really. He is an NBA coach, but he's more of a collegiate coach. He likes to teach the game, have guys that actually run his offensive sets. When you bring in a guy like Kyrie Irving, you know, he's going to pound the ball in ISO. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to run ISO. your offense. So I, I actually kind of like Brad Stevens with a younger team. So we'll see what happens with them, but they're pretty much in rebuild mode, which is crazy when we were talking about them just 12 months ago is probably the favorite to represent the East in the NBA Finals. You think they bring back Terry Rozier if they're not going to have Kyrie? I don't. I don't think that they will. I think they're going to let him walk. I don't know what they're going to do, to tell you the truth. Are you surprised they're not in these conversations to try to go up and get one of these point guards? Or is it because we know that they have holes that they're going to take all three of these picks? To me, right now, it looks like they're going to take all three of these first-round picks. Doesn't yeah, look like they're trading anybody right now. Yeah, right now that's what it looks like. It does kind of surprise me a little bit. If I was them, I would try to move up, like I said, for Kobe White. I'm going to be talking about him all night. I just A 6'5 point guard, a guy that's played. like I love John Morant, right? His court vision is ridiculous. The game against Marquette, we saw what he could do. But the thing about Morant is he was an unknown 12 months ago. Look yep. at the competition that he plays at Murray State. And I don't want to be that guy because he's going to end up being a superstar. But Kobe White played don't rip at the, on the ACC. Small school, kid. The ACC was the best conference, in my opinion, in college basketball this year. I mean, you had Duke, you had North Carolina, you had the national championship Virginia squad. So I like what Kobe White does because I've seen him play against NBA players. I've seen him play against R.J. Barrett. I've seen him play against Cam Reddish. So Kobe White, in my opinion, is going to be the best guard in this draft. I love John Morant. He's the first player since they started keeping statistics of assists in 1984 1985 to average 20 points and 10 assists. So that just shows what he could do as a true point guard. But I think Kobe White's going to be a stud. He's 6'5", and he's got you know, a nice wingspan. All these kids, though, they're all 19 years old and have, like, so we don't really know what they are. And, and are their bodies going to develop? That's what scares you a little bit when it's all one and dones. You think of Kentu sure. Kentucky every single year, the whole team mm -hmm. leaves. And for every DeMarcus Cousins, there's a Marcus Teague that spent, you know, four or five yeah. years in the G League, and now he's out of the league because these guys just want to get paid. You can't really blame them. But, yeah, I like Kobe White. The NBA draft is about to get underway. We're going to take a quick timeout, come back, and at that point, Adam Silver, commissioner, is going to be ready to start making picks. Now, here's the issue before we, before we take a quick timeout. This is what the New Orleans Pelicans should do. Adam Silver walks up to the podium where I don't think he's going to get booed, which is a conversation for another day because I think he's overly, drastically overhyped as a commissioner. But really? Anyway. So he walks up to the podium. He won't get booed. Everyone will cheer him, and he'll go up. This is the 2019 NBA draft. Thank you to all of our participants and our fine sponsors. The New Orleans Pelicans are now on the clock. And as he turns around, David Griffin himself, he shouldn't be at the war room. He should be in Brooklyn for the draft. Yeah. Immediately, as he turns around, to say, here we go. Here's our card. Right. Zion Williamson. Well, there's no reason we need to take five minutes for you to say, guys, I think Zion Williamson's going to be the first pick in the draft. And, I, and, and I think we should take him. And there's no reason to even stop there. Then Memphis just takes Morant number two. <laughs> right? Let's, let's get R.J. Barrett out there number three, and then let's let everything fall. Because I'm, I, I know we're not tipping picks tonight, right? No, sir. Okay. No tipping picks. Okay, but so I have am no on, idea. But I am on Twitter because I got to know if there's a trade. I know. That's what sucks is there's this, like, fine line of me not wanting to know who's going to get taken, but me also wanting to know if there's a big trade coming over 
or if Mike Moustakis goes, you can yeah, let yeah, me handle that times because I'm halfway to my 40 home run bet. That's true. We do have Mayor Mitch back in, in in the studios here. So, Mitch, how how have you guys worked this in the past to make sure that we aren't tipping picks and we don't know who's been drafted, but that there will be trades that so you can help us with that. Yeah, and typically, I mean, Sparky or whoever's hosting would just kind of stay away from social media as much as you possibly can, and then I would come in and say, you know, have some sort of woge bomb drop or something that I could okay. I, that I could come up with here momentarily. I like that and uh, yeah. kind of drop in that way. Okay, let's do, let's do it. I like that. That's Mayor Mitch back in our fan studios. We're out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin in the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios. Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. 50 Cent Wings tonight until 10 p.m., boneless or traditional. You know what else? Gary Ellerson loves this. You can walk in when you order those 50 Cent Wings, Horvath. You know how you can order them? How? All flats. He doesn't like really? the drummies. He likes the all flats. Traditional wings, all flats. You can order that. You could order all drummies if you wanted. Those are traditional. Or you could just say, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get my hands dirty. I'll use a fork. Let me hold some boneless ones. They're all 50 cents. You know what I'm going to do for a price like that is I'm going to order some and I'm going to eat some during the break. I'm going to bring some home for a doggy bag, and then I'm actually going to bring some in for the boys tomorrow at 6 a.m. We're going to have some wings. That is it. Studio already smells tremendous. Let's let's keep it going. (laughs) How about that? Ryan Orbot of Chuck and Winkler. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. This is the Pro Hoops Draft Show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This is the 2019 Pro Hoops Draft Show, live from the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Baby Tausch and Ryan Horvath out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin. Pro Hoops Draft Night. 50 cent wings, $2 beers the rest of the night. What else could you ask for? 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Well, you could ask to be Zion Williamson. That that would work out well. This guy is uh, about to make a lot of money. He teased earlier today, Horvat. Somebody asked him, so how's your shoe deal coming? He yeah. Goes, oh, it's going to be done pretty soon. <laughs> It'll be done pretty soon. Don't worry. The New Orleans Pelicans have this monstrous draft viewing party, like, on the street, like, is that on Bourbon Street that they're doing this draft viewing party at? Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, what is, what's the point here that they're all going to be here for one pick and then that's it? That That's cool stuff. I'm excited. I mean, good good for them. Marty Smith's having a good time. That works out. This is the Pro Hoops Draft Show on 105.7 FM, The Fan, 1250 AM in the com app. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is Ryan Horvath alongside Mayor Mitch and Evan Heffelfinger back in our fan studios. They'll be giving us the lowdown on when picks are going down, how exactly the uh, trades are going down, and we'll see when we are going to know uh, officially when these moves are being made. And the pick is now in. It did take about two and a half minutes for the New Orleans Pelicans to say that the pick was in, and people are chanting Zion out in New Orleans. Marty Smith is crowd surfing now. It looks like a great time. And Zion Williamson should be a New Orleans Pelican. This isn't taking nearly as long as I thought it would. If I was getting drafted, I'd be wearing the same exact suit that Zion's rocking tonight. All He's white. swagged out. Yeah, he All is, white, dude. He's going to be the man in New Orleans. Let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. If you're Anthony Davis, right, and he's already made his decision and he did not want to play with a rookie on a young team, didn't think that, uh, you know, obviously they were going to build a championship contender, which I disagree with. They brought him Boogie Cousins. Boogie just got hurt. You know, they yeah. won a playoff series. They tried. If you were Anthony Davis. Drew Holiday's a nice player. Would you rather play with LeBron for the last three to four years of 
of, I mean, LeBron's probably past his prime, but he's still got, what, three to four more dominant years? Yeah, he's, LeBron not, James, he's, right? he's not probably past his prime. He's he definitely past, past his, his prime, prime yeah. but he's still got three to four more years of being being LeBron James. Right. Yeah. Would you rather spend those three to four years chasing a championship or play with Zion and chase a championship for the next, when he's 26, the next seven to eight years? Yeah, people don't like me saying this mm-hmm. because I'm from Milwaukee and and no one wants to say that big markets are why guys make decisions. It's not that I'd rather necessarily play with LeBron James than Zion Williamson. I think Zion Williamson's going to be a really, really good player. You want to go to L.A. I'd rather live in Los Angeles than I'm New Orleans. I'm with you, man. I want like, to be a Yankee growing sorry, up. Sorry, that's that's just me. Like right. I would rather live in Los Angeles and be able to play for a historic organization and not the Pelicans. Like that's right. <laughs> I don't think that is, is that outlandish to say. And like for people to be all upset about the Western Conference executive in uh, Jordan Brenner's article from The Athletic, mm-hmm. where everyone's saying, uh, you know, what, who is going to come play in Milwaukee? You're going to have to get somebody to want to come and play in Milwaukee. I don't think that's a diss against the city. No. I think that's just saying a fact of life. Like, I would rather live in Los Angeles than Kansas. Like, right. that's, that's just me. I'm sorry, Lawrence, Kansas is probably a really, really nice place. But Los Angeles has a little bit more of an allure. Right. And I'm not saying more. Or Annapolis, Maryland. I don't know. Like, however many more you want me to say. Yeah, first three years of my career, I was in Creston, Iowa. Nobody on this planet knows where <laughs> Creston, Iowa is. If you get a map, you literally cannot find I wouldn't want to live in Iowa at all. Right. Not, not, not even Des Moines. Not even a little part of it. Right. And so, I mean, coming to Milwaukee was a big deal for me. I was like, oh, my God, we have Targets? Right there's, and stoplights. This is amazing. There's just, there's other restaurants besides McDonald's. Adam Silver about to go to the podium. They have people already in New Orleans Pelicans Zion Williamson jerseys. Out to Brooklyn. With the first pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select Zion Williamson from Duke University. There it is, Zion Williamson, finally the number one overall pick. And that was about 10 months in the making. Zion Williamson, the first pick from Duke, 6'7", 285 pounds. Ryan Horvath, this dude is a freak of nature when you're talking athleticism. Absolutely, an athlete, and he's capable of running the pick and roll as the ball handler. That's the scariest thing, this guy with the ball in his hands, because look at him, he's a linebacker, he's a tight end. He's smart. He's unselfish. What I like about Zion the most, right, is after the injury that we overblew for two weeks, you know, when his shoe exploded, he, everybody was like, you know, he should take the money, just just be done with it. Not only does he come back and play, but he's diving on the ground for loose balls the first game that he came back. Mm-hmm. His basketball IQ is through the roof, and the guy just loves playing the game. Like, he's a superstar, but he plays like a role player like he does all the intangibles dives for loose balls sets screens that's what I like about him I guess the only thing that would uh, scare me a little bit would be a spot up shooting mechanics but that's all going to come and then where are you going to play him who's he going to guard the best part about it is we've been watching Zion you know in high school and then we got a full year of him at Duke sure I just can't wait to see him play against NBA players I mean there was that quote uh, from Giannis in the locker room where he was like I like him I can't wait to dunk over him and that's what I can't wait to see like yeah. Zion and Giannis going at it. Zion on Anthony Davis. Like, imagine that matchup. It's going to be great. Especially with all the storylines there. Can't wait to see it. The, the cool part about Zion is to, like, if you're looking at how he fits into the NBA game, look at his shot chart while he was at Duke. Mm-hmm. Everything 
you'll see a big glob within five feet from the basket because he has so many dunks. Right. And then all of his other shots are beyond the three-point line. Mm-hmm. So for him to develop the mid-range game that a lot of people are thinking that Giannis has to develop if he's going to be maximizing his scoring output or maximizing his potential, mm-hmm. Zion Williamson's going to have to do the same thing. A lot of these young players are going to have to do the same thing. Nobody is a finished product when they come into the NBA. But if I'm going to look for a finished product, I'm going to look at the dude that's a freak athlete first off and foremost. I believe he's going to have the opportunity to. Yeah, we have no idea, like I said, what his body's going to look like in a couple of years. He's only 18 years old, which is the craziest thing. What I'm interested in seeing is – so we've known about Zion for a long time, right? Sure, and, number one overall high school player for a long time, yeah. And we get this every once in a while. LeBron James, we knew about LeBron James when he was like eight years old. We knew he was mm-hmm. going to be the first pick of the draft. ESPN covered like every one of his high school games. Right, but not everybody pans out right away like LeBron James did. And not everybody handles themselves and handles the pressure as well as LeBron James. And I'm a mm-hmm. huge LeBron James hater, so me saying that is hilarious. But, I mean, the guy handled himself off the floor – because now everywhere Zion goes, there's going to be cameras. TMZ is going to be following yep. him. If he has a rough start to the season, everybody's going to be on him. First take's going to be on him, ESPN, Fox Sports 1. So it's just going to be interesting to see how he reacts. Like if he does have a – because it's going to be an adjustment to the game. It always is. The college game and the NBA game is so different, even today. That's what I think is the most interesting part of watching John Morant, who mm-hmm. – Now it's another formality as we wait for the Memphis Grizzlies to finally go up to the podium and announce that it will be Ja Morant as the number two overall pick in tonight's draft. But the game is so, and you hear players say this all the time, mostly in football is when I think it gets gets brought up mostly about the speed of the game and the tempo of the game, being able to catch up to the athletes, being able to catch up to the speed of the game. It's just a faster game. Mm-hmm. Pro basketball is the same way, especially if you're one of these point guards, if you are John Moran, right. who was playing the Ohio Valley Conference last year. Mm-hmm. Or if you're Kobe White, who we both think is probably the best point guard in this draft, who played in the ACC, the best basketball conference in America last year, he's going to have to adjust to just how freakishly fast this game goes and the pacing that the NBA players play at. That's what I think is most exciting to me about Zion I'm not worried about his body blowing up. Like, people are worried, like, his weight is going to get out of control. I think he's going to lose weight. Right. He's playing 82 games in the NBA, man. And it's all baby fat. Like, anything that is, like, you know know what I'm saying? That dude is cut up, man. Exactly. And, and, I mean, his Not looking like me. Like, if I was running out there, everybody would be like, okay, let's be honest. This dude's not going to make it more than 12 games. That's because they got a little pudgy on me. Right. That dude's got no pudge on him at all. No, they're going to have him on a strict diet. I used to laugh Mm. back in the day when you'd see the Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson commercials, and they'd be sitting around eating McDonald's. I was like, come on, these guys aren't sitting around eating McDonald's. Look at them. They're ripped up. Up, man. These dudes also aren't crushing like a six pack of beer after the games like Marcus Johnson used to in, in the 80s. Like right. those dudes were able to go and have cigarettes after the game. These guys have <laughs> to go and like eat, drink kale smoothies. To the commissioner Adam Silver in Brooklyn with Memphis's pick. 19 NBA draft. The Memphis Grizzlies select Ja Morant from Murray State University. There's Ja Morant, Murray State racer who raced all over the Marquette Golden Eagles in the first round of the NCAA tournament. John Morant, the first D1 college player to average 20 and 10 for a full season. Yeah, 20 and 10. 
24 and 10, and then also five rebounds. He's also a better rebounder than people, you know, give him credit for. Shoots 81% from the free throw line, 36% from three. What I like about him, obviously, he could create his own three-point shot. As a point guard, he could finish. Um, I know the knock is he's too skinny, so they're worried about him finishing at the rim in the NBA, but I think he's going to be just fine. I saw a good player comp, and I usually don't pay attention to those, but somebody said a skinny John Wall, and I liked that a little bit because his court vision is ridiculous. I always go mm -hmm. back when I watch his highlights, and you watch the game against Marquette where they have all five guys on the floor surround him, and just out of the corner of his eye, he finds a shooter wide open in the corner. He's ridiculous. But I guess the only knock, the narrow frame, and then the turnovers. He does get a little bit sloppy with the basketball. He wants to make the big play. He's a playmaker, and every once in a while that'll cost him. He gambles a little bit too much. You know, he'll have a 7-8 turnover game. So that might be the only knock on him the first year. It's just he's a little bit skinny, and he turns the basketball over a little bit too much. This is a guy that was 5'7 his junior year in high school and wasn't really on many teams' radars. Mm -hmm. Horvat coming out of high school, he was not even in ESPN's top 100. Right, which is crazy. Everybody was talking about Darius Garland, who went to Vanderbilt, played five games in Torres Meniscus, and he was a turnover machine in his five games that he was there. People knew about Kobe White. You like him because of his size. So, yeah, uh, nobody really knew who John Morant was. And then all of a sudden, the first time I heard about him, uh, I was listening to, I don't remember who I was listening to, and they were like, you got to see this kid from Murray State. And, you know, you always hear that, and you're like, okay, but who are they playing against? Right. Which my argument, though, is the mid-major conferences get better every year. Mm -hmm. And I, they I have mean, been we've, consistently. We've, right, we see that. Because you actually have four-year players where the one-and-done schools, it's hard to put in your offensive system, even when you have a talented team like Duke did this year, you get knocked off by Michigan State. That's four-year players in Tom Izzo's system going against guys that have been with Coach K for three to four months before that. But when I watched John Moran, I was like, this dude really does have it all. This court vision is unlike anything I've ever seen. He has the perfect handles. He's going to be the perfect NBA point guard. I do like the size. And, I mean, I don't know that the competition really matters because the guy's an athlete. He's a great playmaker. Like I said, the turnovers scare me a little bit, and he could develop his jumper just a little bit more in the turnovers, and that's really the only knock. So I'm excited to see him, and I like him in Memphis. I think that'll be a good fit, him and Jackson. And I like, Jaron Jackson Jr. going yeah, to be gonna a be paired pairing. with for another young guy. going to be the pairing. A lot of talk, you know, and that's the thing. you got to watch your sources because, especially with the local media, let's say in Memphis or in New Orleans, like this is their big story because they don't get a whole lot to cover being a mid-market or mm -hmm. whatever. So they're buying into everything that the scouts uh, say to them and everything that these, these you know GMs say to them about, well, we want Morant to play with Mike Connolly so he could kind of learn from a true point guard. But that's why you got to be careful when you're like, oh, are they going to trade up for the fourth or fifth pick because you want that information to get out there and during draft night because you want to fool everybody try to sneak up and steal a player away or steal a couple picks. Cool story coming up right now as, as we have ESPN's coverage of the NBA draft on right now. John Morant said just yesterday where, where people were bringing up that he's, he's somewhat hated on in, in pre-draft workouts. A lot of people are criticizing his strength, his mm -hmm. size, and he said, I, I play that way all the time. I embrace the hate. My dad was my num first hater and first man that I had to prove wrong. And, and he's talking with his dad right now about uh, the outdoor workouts they used to do when he was 14, 15, 16 years old, all in preparation for this moment. That's what's so cool about this draft. I mean, these are culminations of years and years of hard work for these guys to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best part about the NBA draft, like you just said. I mean, he's sitting there with his dad. You just think of all the hard work they probably put in. I remember 
And, you know, that's the first person that you go out and you work on your game with. My dad, right. the rule was I couldn't even shoot at a hoop. I had to shoot the ball over this 15-foot fence. But he was like, you're not shooting threes. you got to get stronger before I watch you even shooting at the rim. Oh, you know, man, you, you would have died if you played in today's game. You would have been pulling up from 32 every night. I know. See, I got out of basketball at the wrong time. Now you don't have to defend, and you can – Steph Curry changed the game of basketball. Oh, yeah. I could play now. Back in the well, day, you actually had to defend. You had, yeah. you know, if you, and make shots. Right. That, that also helps, too. Making, right. making shots is also uh, a major key for yeah. this. That's New York Knicks on the clock. The pick is in. It should be R.J. Barrett from Duke, the freshman small forward, 202 pounds, a six foot seven frame. R.J. Barrett uh, was telling teams, don't work me out. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to the Knicks. I, I'm, I'm going to play for the Knicks. I, I don't know what anybody else thinks. That's where I'm going to go. And Adam Silver is at the podium right now to tell us if indeed that gamble from R.J. Barrett worked out. With the third pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select R.J. Barrett from Toronto and Duke University. R.J. Barrett goes to the New York Knicks. They list him as a shooting guard. He will play either the two or the three for the New York Knicks. Spike Lee all juiced up. And there it is. The New York Knicks get their first piece to the 2019-2020 puzzle as they look to hopefully add some people in free agency. R.J. Barrett, maybe in 2020-2021, Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be a nice little pair. It's going to be a crazy offseason. The New York Knicks and their fans have been looking forward to this for a long time. I mean, I mentioned it half-jokingly. They had their Zion Williamson jerseys already printed out. They didn't end up getting the number one pick, and they said, well, that's fine because we're going to end up with Kevin Durant, Mm -hmm. who then obviously we saw the injury in uh, Game 5 of the NBA Finals, so now he's most likely out for the entire season. Do you still sign him? Who knows? Thought you were going to have a chance to pair him with Kyrie Irving. Looks like Kyrie Irving's going to Brooklyn, so, yeah, he's going to be in New York, but over on – the other side. I do like the R.J. Barrett pick. Great athlete. Guy's a really good ball handler for Big his size. Big time score, yep. I mean, he's foot seven. Good ball handler. Um, good rebounder as well. And the only thing that scares me is sometimes, as you saw at Duke, he does try to take games over a little bit too much and doesn't play within the offense. Also, he has absolutely no right hand. So if you force him to go right, he's a mess. Good thing about him, as I mentioned, in Canada, that's where I'd be recruiting right now. He plays for Team Canada, and they're putting – all this money and everything into resourcing him to become a better player. Like, that's their main goal. He's going to be a dog. That's for sure. He's going to be able to fill it up, especially in transition for the New York Knicks. Coming up next after this break, it'll be the Los Angeles Lakers picking for the New Orleans Pelicans, who are picking for the Atlanta Hawks. The number four pick will end up going to Atlanta. It'll be made by the L.A. Lakers, and you'll have it next on 105.7 FM, the fans, Pro Hoops Draft Show. You're listening to the Pro Hoops Draft Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're out here at the Q Club of Wisconsin, 2454 North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch, Ryan Horvat here as well. Three picks so far, the three picks that, well, we, we knew were going to happen. Zion Williamson goes to the New Orleans Pelicans as they win the NBA draft lottery. The Memphis Grizzlies come in a close second as they get the best point guard in the draft. John Morant from Murray State. John Morant really bursted onto the scenes early in the year, but I mean, he became a household name in the NCAA tournament, Horvey, once he took over against Marquette. Yeah, nobody knew who the guy was, especially here in Milwaukee. Then everybody saw him play and was like, okay, he's the real deal. And it was another disappointing loss for Marquette. What do you like here for Atlanta, number four? It 
everything that it says is they're going to go with DeAndre Hunter, and mm-hmm. I get it that you want the three and D guy, but to me, I think there's there's a little bit more value if you're going to go with, with a big, but also when you're Atlanta, you need to look at somebody that's going to be a big that can finish at the rim, like Jackson Hayes, his most impressive quality is going to be him throwing down dunks he's probably there at 10 so they're probably not looking at him right now here at four yeah it, it's going to be garland because the, or it's going to be hunter because they're not going to go garland or white with trey young in the fold from last year yeah, and i do like what they're doing because they're going to surround trey young with even more shooters they knew that that's who they wanted last year they went up they got trey young this year looks like they're going to do the same with deandre hunter deandre hunter has there ever been a better fit for a virginia basketball team because the guy just, I mean, he wasn't a flashy player. He was a spot-up shooter, a 3-and-D guy. And, you know, sometimes you would be watching a game and you say, how is this guy one of the top prospects in the NBA draft? I didn't even know he was on the floor. But that's exactly because he was just sitting there doing his job on the defensive end. Then the second half, yep. he'd get hot. So I do like the pick if that's where they're going to go. The thing that scares me a little bit is he's not going to be able to create his own shot. DeAndre Hunter is. And at six foot seven, I still like a guy that can create his own shot. But his handles are rough. He's got no ball handling skills whatsoever. But a good shooter, 3 and D guy, that's what everybody's going to be looking for. Reminds me a little bit of uh, Damari Carroll. Maybe a little Jay Crowder in him. That would okay. be my player comp. But. Okay, I like that. Now, Jay Crowder was just traded yep. from Utah in a deal that you really liked for Utah. I was not so sold on them giving up Grayson Allen, Jay Crowder, as well as two first-round picks in the deal, and then they get Mike Conley. Yeah, the only thing that I didn't like about the deal, the only knock I would have on the deal would just be the pick because they gave up the 2021-2022 pick. And like I said, that's going to be the double draft where you get the high school and the collegiate players and the Euro European guys. But, yeah, I love Mike Conley in that system. Like I said, he could play off the ball. He could play with the ball in his hands. You got Donovan Mitchell who could do the same thing. And then Rudy Gobert, I just think that they're building something really special there. And with the Warriors' future uncertain, you know, with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant both out for the season, even if they do bring him back. The West is even wide open. Everybody's already penciling in the Lakers for the NBA Finals, yeah. but we don't know who else is on that team yet. I mean, yeah, no. Anthony Davis and LeBron, two dominant players. But who the pick overall is a trade between the Pelicans and Hawks. The Hawks receive the fourth overall pick, the 57th pick to this draft. They also receive a future second-round pick and Solomon Hill. And the Los Angeles Lakers will be making the selection with Adam Silver right now. NBA draft. The Los Angeles Lakers select DeAndre Hunter from the University of Virginia. There it is, DeAndre Hunter, who is probably the most accomplished college player in the draft, winning a national championship with Tony Bennett, good spot-up three-point shooter, and a 3-and-D guy that seems to be everybody's mold that they want, Horvath. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now you either want a point guard, a true point guard like John Morant is a franchise changer, or you want a guy that you could plug in as the 3 and D, and that's a good fit for Atlanta. I like what they're doing. Young core. I like Trey Young. I remember saying last year during this time I wasn't completely sold on him. I didn't think he was the next Steph Curry, but he was ridiculous this year. I mean, streaky shooter, but when he's on, he's he's lights out. Yeah, he, he can fill it up, that's for sure, and they're going to – pair him with another dude that just spots up and shoots threes from all over the place in Trey Young. How about this? So DeAndre Hunter is going to be introduced as a Los Angeles Laker. He's also then shipped to the New Orleans Pelicans first. Then he will be a part of the Atlanta Hawks and that young core that they're trying to build. The New Orleans Pelicans, though, 
don't sleep on them still being a part of this top ten. I, I'm still not convinced that they're going with Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball in that front court. I or hope, that backcourt, excuse me. I hope they do because I just think that they would complement each other so well. And I just I think that they're both I, able to throw the lob up to Zion. That's for sure. Now, right. The biggest question mark would be how Brandon Ingram fits in with Zion. I think in that offense, but I don't think that they would compete this year. I think that they might be like a thirty-five to thirty-eight win team. But I think year two, they could be a serious contender. Not to win a title, but to at least win a playoff series, I would say. Get an update with Evan Heffelfinger. Come back here at the Radio.com Sports Mobile Studios. Ryan Horvath Bill Schmidt with you on the Fans Pro Hoops Draft Party. Next up, it'll be the number five pick in the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is 105.7 FM, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.